Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everyone, welcome to a special quarantine episode of Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. First of probably many. Yeah. Thank God we have something to do. <laughs> Seriously? Podcasts, look out. There's going to be a lot of them. Oh yeah. I'm sure there's just going to be an influx. Everyone. Jonah already launched a new podcast. I know, he never said anything to me about it. Hmm. Which is weird because Jonah and I are going to relaunch our dumb thing we did a long time ago, My Right on the Highway. Saying it here, so it now becomes fact. And you you're, can, you're putting it you out into tweet, the universe. You can tweet at Jonah and be like, hey, when when are you and Matt doing your podcast? And then uh, he'll be like, we should do that. And I'll be like, okay, let's do it. Cool. That's how it'll work. All right. Sounds like a plan. Uh, so yeah, welcome uh, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all holed up. Hope you're all keeping your social distance. I am now four feet from my wife. And 
probably 30 feet from my dog, 100 feet from my child, 104 feet from my nanny. <laughs> anyway. We had a talk about social distancing with her today. She was already social distancing, but. Well, I mean, let's re-social distance everybody. I just needed to make sure. Dory is, uh, as you can imagine, to, uh, taking all the steps necessary to be a person who's taking it more seriously than her husband. And that's what we all need. Someone you have like to Dory. admit, I was I was on this train a while ago. Dory was on the toilet paper train long before Costco. <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, look, it's a weird time out there, everybody. Hope you're all making the best of it. Tell you what, I'm going to get some stuff done around the house finally. This house is going to look good. Goldberg's uh, shut down finally yesterday, Saturday. Um, so we're not going to shoot, at least not next week. We're not going to be shooting the finale, season finale. When is that supposed to air? In May, hmm. mid, late May. So, Like right when we're supposed to be back in the office for season eight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming we get a season eight, but uh, yeah. you know. Weird, uh, weird times. Hope you're, hope you're all well. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. I don't know what else to say. What are you saying? I'm just saying, like, we're thinking about all of you. Oh, we all. Did anyone ask us if we got tested last week because we both had the flu? No, because we very clearly had stomach flu. Oh, like we did not have any of the symptoms of oh, COVID nineteen. We had all of the symptoms of a stomach flu given to us by a very sick 10 and a half month old who had hand, foot and mouth, which we, is the same virus as stomach flu. We got it. I didn't uh, miss any work though. You had the most mild case. Yeah. Cause I am the healthiest person. No, because you are exposed to Henry the least. Mm. Holly and I both got like huge doses of his virus. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I spent plenty of time uh, in his spit. Yeah. And his, and his little cheeks. Yeah, those cute old cheeks. Um, oh, I've been posting more Henry content on my Instagram because I posted a video yesterday mm -hmm. and I got like a bunch of people being like, thank you so much for this. Like, this is the content I need right now. Like all this stuff. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, I don't post, I don't post Henry that much on my personal Instagram, but if it's going to make people feel better. I'll post some more videos of him. There you go. And I turned him into a highlight on my Instagram. So you can go and look at more videos of him if you want <laughs> at all times. There you go. Yep. Um, and I'm at Dory on Instagram. This is also true. D-O-R-E-E, -E, everybody. Yep. Um, what else is happening out there? According to my friend who uh, owns the uh, Imperial Vintage in... Uh, Sherman Oaks and Orange and Burbank. People seem to be needing guitars. Mm. There's a rush on guitars. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's like a lockdown situation. People are like, I better finally learn how to play or yeah. I'm going to finally get that guitar I always wanted so I can sit down and be bored with it. Totally. So that's nice. Hope I mean, you're all expanding your musical horizons yeah. in, in your homes. Yeah. What do you, do you have any like Corona plans besides 
Oh, he's picking up his sax. Hang on, everybody. Let's hear it. <clears throat> oh. oh, I have a synthetic reed. Oh, we got to work on that, everybody. That's all I. That's all I. That, that's all I can do now. All right, ready. Sounds pretty good. That's uh, an alto saxophone we used for one episode of the Goldbergs, and the prop department was like, "Do you really want it?" And I was like, "Yeah, here." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> have, have I was an eighth? I played in eighth grade, guys. If any of you know me from eighth grade, you know that I, well, maybe seventh grade, actually. I played trombone in eighth. Nope. Bo's very confused by this. <laughs> Bo's like, why is this happening? <laughs> All right. Uh, honey. What? You asked what I was doing. I know. I was a show in America. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Bet you didn't think I'd pull a saxophone out, people. <laughs> um, but we never would... used a synthetic reed before. It's a new thing. It wasn't, that, didn't exist when I was playing. Is that a good thing? A bad thing? That it's synthetic. Well, it's good in the sense that, like, I don't have to constantly be going through reeds every like five times I play, and these are like, oh, you know, what are these like? Uh, six bucks a piece. The like old school reeds. Yeah, like reeds, like yeah, bamboo reeds. Yeah, I never played a wind instrument. A woodwind. Okay, I never played a woodwind. Because then there's like you know, because you can use like brass instruments also or wind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what did you play? Piano and then piano. That's it. Piano and piano. Hmm. My brother played the oboe. Well, that sounds. I'd go no, for an oboe. Sorry, he played the clarinet. I could go for clarinet too. Yep. I'd like to get a clarinet just so I could learn the intro to Rhapsody in Blue. Mm. Okay. <laughs> there you go, everyone. <laughs> um, we would love to hear what you all are what doing. What are you doing? Are you a saxophone player? Um, how you're dealing with this? Are you working from home? Are you a clarinet player? Do you know how to play the opening to Rhapsody in Blue? If you have kids, the how, are you, arrangement? how are you dealing with school being shut down? We want to hear it all. I mean, we had, uh, thank God he, thank God we're prepared to have Henry around and we have Holly. Yeah. Although I guess it's less necessary now that we're both not going anywhere. (laughs) Right. I mean, the (laughs) the thing that I've been grateful for is being able to make an income from podcasting where I don't have to leave my house. Yeah, you've always done that, though. I, I, I mean, know, always... but like, it's there's there's a lot of people who are now. I'll tell you the thing I like work. providing a service for America and the world. I keep saying America. <laughs> Honestly, we have fifty percent international listeners. Twenty percent. What has? Oh, bonding has fifty. Really, fifty? Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. that's impressive. Um, so, if you want to let us know how you're doing, we are at Dory and Matt at gmail dot com or Matt and Dory gmail dot com. They go to the same place. And our phone number is 413-461-BABY. Also, like, we don't have to stay IVF-focused at this point. No. This is, this is a different time, strange times. You want to ask us anything, go for it. 
Yeah, we were also contemplating maybe doing some extra Patreon. Yes, because we've apps. been letting the Patreon get a little uh, behind the times, and we just want to refocus our efforts over there. Uh, for the few who are remaining, let us let us let us pray. Uh, no, we just want to be sure to be like, because we have time. Yeah, the thing that I never had. Yeah, it's now here. you have it. It's here, and it's not going anywhere. Today was the first day I officially was off work. Yeah, and I did a bunch of stuff. You did. You did do a bunch of stuff. Finally, have we have pictures hanging up in the house, everybody? No one cares? I care. <laughs> uh, put up Henry. I put some stuff up at Henry's playroom. You put up the Captain America shield. Captain America shield. I put up an Alex Ross painting of Batman and Superman. I put up uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan holding his guitar. Yep. With his head down. Yep. Dory's like, that's a little sad. I'm like, what are you going to do? <laughs> the other one I have right there, this... SRV last call. You see that tube right oh, there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like from his last performance. Oh, that one. I, I need that's to get so that, sad. Need to get that framed at some point. Anyway. Anyway. All right. We're gonna. Kick, that's your update. That is your update, and we're gonna kick things off from our listeners with something. Bam. Something very fun. I thought you said kick it up. No. Um, What's it is, Emerald Lagasse doing right now during his during the quarantine? He's saying bam. He's just kicking it up with some cayenne spices. Yep. Sure is. All right. This is from Rebecca. She says, hey, y'all, I had a moment of creative juices flowing Mm -hmm. and jotted down this poem. Okay. I got a laugh or two from it and thought y'all might too. It is still in rough draft form. It was typed on my phone. So ignore the bad punctuation. Enjoy, Rebecca. Mm -hmm. The name of the poem is ABCs of Infertility. Okay. Okay. By Rebecca Posey. A is for acupuncture. More needles, don't you know? B is for bruises showing up from head to toe. C is for Clomid, that angry little pill. D is for donor when your supply is over the hill. I like it. E is for embryologist, your baby's first babysitter. F is for follicles. Yep, you are growing a litter. I like that. G is for gamete, a fancy word for cell. H is for Hades, a fancy word for hell. Yeah. I is for Ixy. Inject it right in there. J is for jerk-off room. Just don't use the chair. <laughs> K is for kissing. Well, that's just out the window. L is for Lupron. Feel the burn as it flows. M is for male factor, motility, or morphology. N is for needles. They leave no apology. Mm-hmm. O is for ovaries. Those egg-releasing bitches. P is for PGS, genetic screening, wishes. Q is for quiet, the awkward waiting room. R is for resistant, be it your ovaries or just you. S is for sperm, please get them in the cup. T is for tubes, let's hope they're not messed up. U is for uterus, it's where the embryo grows. V is for V is for vagina, of which everyone intimately knows. W is for wishes, of those we're well aware. X is for Xerox, copy your records with care. Y is for you, take time to relax for a few. Z is for zygote, when your embryo's brand new. Nothing about this journey is easy or sublime, but maybe you got some laughs from this silly poem of mine. Uh, I think we should stitch that into a large quilt. I agree. Rebecca, your poem is brilliant. So are you. Your poem is IVF-tastic. Yeah, truly. Could we make that a children's book? We'll have to change Jerk off room, but otherwise I think it's good to go. <laughs> Rebecca, get in touch. <laughs> 
Um, thank you so much for sending that. It really made me chuckle. And it's also like very good. You made so many things rhyme. All right. Next up, we have an update. I know you love an update. I do. I do. This is from Liz. Had people deal with our rerun. Seemed okay. <laughs> I mean, certainly we didn't have as many people listening to it as a normal episode. Of course. But it's just that's the nature of reruns. We were really not um feeling well last week though. Was last week the week that I went to sleep without putting it up? Yes. No, that was the week before. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even that was the week before, and then last week we did a rerun. Great. So we're, we're back really, on track. We're really on fire over here. Yep. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> this is from Liz. Hey, guys. You read my email in the last episode about being in the almost 42 years old, one successful IVF baby, debating trying for a second with the limited sperm heading into retirement donor situation. Mm-hmm. Woo. We love that Matt gave our donor a British accent and wonder what he would think about that. Anyway, since you guys asked for clarification, and I see how what I wrote might have confused you, here it is. One, retiring from the program means no more donations in the future are planned. Gotcha. Two, limited supply is well as it sounds, not much left, and no plans to get more. Mm. Three, banks seem to have a family limit around 15. Not sure what would stop donating at multiple banks. Hopefully they track that. Four, the remaining embryo on ice is from this donor, but there's no guarantee that one will work. Three failed transfers with donor number one. Five, the wait list is just that. The bank is out. More is expected. And yes, they do track live births, but that's reliant on self-reporting. Six, Dory was right. I totally had an oh shit moment and panic bought more sperm when I got the call that our successful donor was back on the market, albeit in limited supply. (laughs) It's like Dory today going nuts on batteries. And I was like, I I could just go get batteries. Shh. (laughs) We were on the wait list for him in case he did another donation in the future so that we would get first dibs before they put him back on the open market for everyone else in the event that our last embryo from him did not work. If it sounds a bit dramatic, it's because it is. On this wait list, you're given 72 hours to make a purchase before they make those vials available to the general sperm buying population. So obviously, you don't want to miss out. Do they prey on people who tie all of their hopes and dreams onto particular donors? It sure feels like it. Some banks have the option for sibling-only purchases, but it wasn't clear if that would be a choice here or not. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I bought the stuff. I figured if we try with the one embryo that we have left from him and it didn't work, and if we want to try another round of IVF or two, I had to act now. Did I mention that I bought two vials because they were, quote, the last two not reserved by others? I mean, in case we try IVF again and the first round doesn't work because I'll be super old by then... I'd likely be out of luck with only one vial. So many ifs. I need my crystal ball to see how this will all end up. It sucks having to make such big decisions when you feel so unsure, but as Dory said, it was a case of not wanting to have any regrets. Excuse me. Hope that clarified everything. I'll keep you guys posted if and when we move forward with whatever the hell we're doing. Love you guys. Liz, wife, toddler, one dog and two cats and a little under 1,400 square feet outside of Portland, Oregon. Please keep us posted. Thank you. That was answers to every question we had. Yes. Man, I wish other people would answer every question we had. That was very helpful, Liz. Thank you for all of those clarifications. Liz, so far, you're crushing the update emails. And you're crushing the sperm game. Everybody else, you can learn a lot. From Liz. (laughs) Yep. Yep, 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 yep. All right. We will take a break, and we will also return to... 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you shortly. We're back, everybody. Hello. So much has happened since we last saw you. Bo has done nothing. He's still here. Nothing has happened, actually. Yeah, it's true. But I was laying down asleep. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah. I won't talk oh. about you. He's waking, I'm waking him. <laughs> um, all right. We got an email from Peyton, who has been catching up on the podcast mm-hmm. for a while. She writes, Hey, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bo, I've been binging on 1.5 speed, and I'm finally within a month and feel like I can actually comment on content. Yes, you can. <laughs> As a mother of three little boys, Lincoln, six, Harrison, four, and Theodore, two. I'm, I, Good names. I like all of your names. Yep. Theo, I wasn't fully on board with, but since it's not my child, I'm on board. <laughs> um, Harrison was, he came close to being a Harrison, I think. Yes. But he also just looked old. Yeah. 
I'm pretty pro siblings. Not that I have any doubts that Mr. Henry won't have an amazing childhood either way, but there is something about watching my boys interact that isn't like any feeling in the world. Whether they are beating each other with books from opposite sides of the car or snuggling while reading when they are supposed to be asleep, their relationship is unlike anything I experienced in my childhood. From the moment I hit week 13 pregnant with Harry, he's a rainbow baby, so I held my breath for the first trimester. I involved Lincoln in the process. He was so excited to bring home his brother from the hospital. May I ask what a rainbow baby is? It's a baby you have after you had a miscarriage. Oh, I was not aware of that. Oh, really? I suppose that makes sense. Yeah. After a rainy day. Right? Yeah, is that where rainbow, it comes from? I assume. Okay. Yep. Um, it wasn't until we got him home that I realized how much... Having to have how much time having two freed up for me. They entertained each other easier when Harry had less of an opinion and were constantly jabbering away at each other. Fast forward to adding a third boy. Insert eye roll here. I'm stuck in a world of penis talk and monster trucks, but honestly, how boring would my life be if I wasn't constantly telling someone they couldn't pee on their brother in the bathtub? But seriously, totally respect both of your opinions. I just don't think you should base the sibling question on the amount of crap a second baby would mean bringing to the airport. <laughs> because surprisingly, it's not as much as you think because you're already bringing all that shit anyhow. Anyway, anywho, love you all. And I'm so excited to be almost in real time with you, Peyton. Uh, reasonable to not base it all on that. Yeah. But also, let's kind of base it on that. <laughs> no. Uh... Yeah, it's not all based on that, especially not for me. I don't. I assume also not for Dory at all. But uh, yeah, just the thought of going through it again. I know. I mean, it would mean more content. Hello, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh God. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Have you thought of any more about it recently, or have you just been focused on? I've been best focused on the news. best fiends and uh, being becoming a prepper. Well, you already were sort of a prepper. Anyway. I was, but this has really kicked me into overdrive. Got some cliff bars if you need them. I got to throw those out. Oh, no. We I don't think, have cliff bars anymore. Well, I think they're old. Oh, I can replace it with three pack, three boxes of quest bars. Okay. Uh, I'm a prepper, too, in that I have a subscription order to have quest bars sent every some odd months to work and they just come and I never use them. You should cancel that. I did. Okay. Well, I cancel them. I cancel them when it reminds me to cancel them. It's like, hey, your order's coming. Check it out. And, and I'm like, like no. no. I already have three boxes of chocolate chip Quest bars. Um. Oh, we also got to fill those water containers. Yes. I know. Okay. I mean... I gotta look. I gotta deal with the space first. You're 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 giving me too much anxiety right now. Yeah. Yes, because this space has to be cleaned out and organized before I can make space for three five gallon water containers. Seven gallon. Three seven gallon water containers. Well, you're supposed to have a gallon a day per person. Okay. So I wanted to have enough for us for like at least five days, that including like Bo. Right. But Bo, Bo needs water. Yeah, but Henry's not going to count. As taking an entire gallon of water, right? It's physically impossible. So that was kind of why I, I was kind of counting Bo and Henry together. <laughs> yeah, that seems reasonable. Yeah, I think it, I think it would last a week. Okay. We also have this pool. Who cares about chlorine? <laughs> so many thousands of gallons of water in there. Yeah. And it rained. And I yeah. just filled it the other day. Ugh. Like what a waste of water. What a waste. It's very annoying. Yeah. Anyway. Hmm. 
Um, no, I haven't really been thinking that much about it. It's kind of been pushed to the back of my head. Yeah. It's interesting what, uh, these sorts of, uh, times, uh, what your, what your brain focuses on. I think a lot of IVF transfers are getting canceled. Makes sense. Yeah. Out of a, out of a, an abundance of caution or I think it's out a, of fear of what, what world am I bringing people into? I think doctors are canceling them. Good. Um, and yeah. And yeah. Out of an abundance of caution. Good. And then I think also there's fear of like, what will regular pregnancy care look like when everyone's quarantined? You know what right. I mean? I think that uh, an abundance of caution is always wiser than an abundance of carelessness. Yes, I agree. All right. Thank you, Peyton. This is from Sarah. Hi, Matt and Dory. I started listening to your podcast way back during the early days of our infertility experience. At the time, I didn't know a PGS from an ICSI, but I still enjoyed following along with your story and learned a ton that would later help us navigate the infertility landscape. I celebrated with you during Dory's pregnancy and Henry's birth. Came along for season two, even though most of the baby discussion was completely foreign to me. Fast forward two years and three failed IUIs later. We were scheduled to start our first IVF cycle on January 30th. In preparation, I planned to go back and re-listen to your show from the beginning. And even suggested that my husband do the same for a crash course in all things IVF. Right before Christmas, we signed all of our IVF paperwork, completed our genetic carrier screenings, and went in for my baseline ultrasound and blood work. Imagine our shock to discover that I'd managed to get spontaneously pregnant. Wow. Yes, a miracle baby I story. I didn't see that coming. A Christmas miracle baby at that. So now, instead of re-listening to season one from the beginning, I <laughs> jump back in at episode go, 100. Go episode two. <laughs> and I'm going through my pregnancy at the same time as Dory, 16 weeks now. All of the safe sleep and breastfeeding discussions that previously went in one ear and out the other are suddenly much more interesting. So I just wanted to write and let you know what an amazing resource your show and community are. Thank you so much for continuing this podcast and for being our Sherpas through infertility, pregnancy, and motherhood. Best, Sarah in St. Louis. If she's listening in real time, she's never going to get to this part in time. She's she's, not due till August. Yeah, I know. But if she's listening in real time with the pregnancy, she'll never get to this. Yeah. Let's just say, hopefully she's listening to them as they come out also. Maybe now she's quarantined. She has nothing else to do. Here's what I will say. What is the thing that Dory and I say to each other constantly? Constantly. Thank God we what with Henry? Thank God we... Oh, sleep trained, Henry. Yes. And we're, we were super militant about sleep stuff. So I will... That is... It's going to be my advice always now. For, uh, from now on. Sleep train that baby. It pays off like you can't believe. Yeah, truly. Like all these people who have toddlers and infants and who are like, oh, so tired, sleep. Yeah, I'm tired, but that's because I don't go to bed till one in the morning. Like if I went to bed at a normal time, I'd get plenty of sleep. The kid sleeps 12 hours. He does. He's a gentleman and a scholar. When it yeah. comes to sleep. But that's, that's the only thing he's a gentleman that's calling about. <laughs> um, Sarah is in St. Louis in 2,500 square feet with one husband, one old pup, and finally one baby in August. Oh, P.S. I wrote in last year asking for advice about switching doctors after having second thoughts 
about doing IVF with the RE we had been seeing unsuccessfully for one and a half years. You both suggested switching and we took your advice. We went to one consultation with the new RE and boom, pregnant. You did it. (laughs) I like to say we're fully responsible for that. Yep. All right. This is from Heather. Hi, Dory and Matt. I'm one of your Portland, Maine listeners. Oh, hello. You must Maybe you came out to Dory's book signing You know, there. a lot of listeners came out in Portland. It was awesome. Yeah. To print a bookstore. Um, I'm working my way through the podcast in preparation for starting IVF. A lot of people like this right now. Well, that's the sort of the weird beauty of our podcast is it's like sort of there as a reference point. Yeah. I started listening in December, so I probably won't hear you read this on an episode for a while. So please feel free to email me back in addition to reading this on an episode if it makes the cut. All right. My husband and I have been trying to conceive for one and a half years. I'm 34. My husband is 35. We had all of our testing done six months in and got a vague, unexplained diagnosis from my gynecologist, along with some dismissive BS that I won't get into. (laughs) Since then, pieces of the puzzle have been coming together. I got a second opinion from an RE who would be doing our IVF. Fired my gynecologist, got a new one, planned to do a cycle or two of IUI before we move forward with IVF. When my husband and I moved to Maine, my husband kept his NYC job, which meant that starting in January of this year, we were surprised to find... But our insurance, which previously covered, previously covered nothing after an infertility diagnosis, now covers a lifetime max of three rounds of IVF. When we found this out, I think my words were, holy fucking shit, repeated three times. My therapist, who tried to conceive for 10 years before having a baby, literally rolled out of her chair on the floor in joy when I told her this. <laughs> Since then, I've called my IVF clinic, called my insurance, had my IVF clinic call my insurance, spoken with higher-ups in my IVF clinic, Convince my husband to email his HR to get specifics on the insurance. And after that, all that, I have answers. To save other listeners this hassle, I thought I would share what I found out. Because coverage is so new in many states, providers don't have straight answers, and plans and websites are not all up to date. So refer to HR on this and have your provider call. This page gave me some idea of what to expect and clued me in on finding out if my husband's company is fully or self-insured. This distinction also makes a difference when disputing coverage determinations. Um... I will link to this in the show notes. It is a very long URL. The beginning of the URL is www.dfs.ny.gov. Okay. There are a few states with new mandates and each state will differ, but this will still give you an idea. I will also reiterate that my provider got much different information than I did when calling the insurance company, so it is worth it to push the provider to call. I was told that the insurance company calls anything resulting in a transfer around. This means that if I did a full cycle stim to transfer, that is around. If I was lucky enough to get three embryos and I went on to do two additional transfers, that would be my three rounds. That said, I can pay out of pocket to freeze additional embryos and then opt to do another full cycle. If I did this at the end of my three rounds, I would have done three cycles stim to transfer and potentially frozen three rounds of extra embryos. This way, when the insurance cuts me off, I could pay for additional transfers instead of an entire cycle. I also learned that the meds are under the normal prescription fee schedule. I don't know if the drug coverage would change once the three rounds are over, but I don't think it would. PGT testing is not covered under any circumstance. Same goes for ICSI and frozen storage. Oh, no ICSI, sons of bitches. Freezing in general, as in frozen transfers, may or may not be covered depending on the treatment plan my RE submits to insurance for preauthorization. There is no age limit on this coverage. From what I can tell, each cycle that my insurance covers at 100% will cost us around $5,000 for the PGT testing and the embryo freezing, 
plus additional monthly storage fees and each additional out-of-pocket transfer would be in the same ballpark. Of course, this will be different in each clinic. The biggest takeaway was that I cannot pay out-of-pocket for additional transfers in between cycles because the clinic has my insurance info. In other words, I can't opt to not use insurance, meaning if I want the benefit of extra embryos, in case I need extra transfers, I have to do three full stim-to-transfer cycles in a row. Interesting. Also, because of the mandate, IUI might be covered. I'm still waiting to hear back. The insurance and HR told me no, but they told my so, provider. Hang on, question. If you if you have a cycle with a transfer that results in extra embryos through that, you know, in that cycle, if you were to do another transfer with the leftover embryos that would kick it out of insurance and then kick and you'd be into paying yourself. Is that what you're saying? I think that's what that's saying. Oh. Because for yeah. it to pay, it has to go the full cycle. So. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. If I was lucky enough to get three embryos and I went on to do two additional transfers, that would be my three rounds. So anything resulting in a transfer is a round, whether or not you do a retrieval. I see, I see. Opposite of what I was saying, but makes way more sense. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Why would you want to opt for more rounds? I'm confused by that. I think this is getting people to not bank embryos. Remember when I briefly had that insurance coverage and they said I had to do, I had to transfer all of my embryos before they would let me do another retrieval? Vaguely. I think that's kind of what this is about. Okay, okay. Okay. Where were we? Um, IUI. Still waiting to hear back. The insurance and HR told me no, but they told my provider I might be covered if I'm 35 or younger. We are waiting for a final word on that and to clarify if that means this coverage ends once I turn 36 or 35. The point is check and submit to insurance if you pay out of pocket. All this said, I would not have known all of these terms or scenarios without this podcast. Your podcast helped me come in with two pages of questions for my initial RE consult, which my amazing RE thanked me for and patiently answered all of them. My husband and I now have a clear plan. We will do one to two IUI rounds and then do three full cycles if needed, freezing extra PGT normal embryos if we are lucky along the way. We plan to put extra embryos up for adoption or donate them to science if we have extras. Thank you both so much for making this podcast. It really helps. Thanks, Heather. Heather, you're welcome. That also, was a very informative email. There's so much happening in there. Yeah. I got lost a little bit midway through. Yeah. That's why I asked my question. We stopped and clarified. And uh, if there's any more clarification, let me know. Okay. I will. But also check the show notes if you're like, I'm in New York. Yep. I need to make a note to myself to remember to put that in the show notes. But you just said you were going to. Isn't that enough of a note? No. Oh, Dory, Dory, Dory. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break. Dory Shafir, the lady, taking a break. BRB. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hey everyone, we're back. Uh, I'm going to take over some uh, reading. Finally, <laughs> Dory is such such a good host that she kept barreling through, and then only asked on the break if I could read something. I was like, "Yeah, I haven't worn my glasses in two days, and I'm going to make this font as big as I can. <laughs> Let's see what we can do." This is from A. Hi, Matt, Dory, and Bo and Henry. Longtime listener here. In fact, I named my last science baby Bo, and some might say listening to you talk to your dog for so long has inspired me. Question mark, question mark. Anyway, I'll get to the point. You guys need to know what you've done for me this week. Okay, let's find out, shall we? My youngest is son is eight months old, and it took me until last week to tell anyone the disturbing and awful thoughts I was having about the depression I had fallen into. I thought that since I worked so hard for so long to have my kids that I couldn't tell anyone I was suffering from postpartum depression, I honestly didn't even realize that my thoughts weren't normal until a few days ago when I finally spoke them out loud. Anyway, this postpartum depression had snuck through all the antidepressants I was already on, and my only choices left were hospitalization or three weeks of uh, ketamine treatments. Yes like the drug Special K, uh, which is now being used for depression. You know, I've, I've heard this is like a miracle drug for just depression, by the way. Yeah. This is a side note. Um, it's really scary plus super expensive. I sit in a room hooked up to an IV and go through extreme psychedelic trip for an hour with a nurse sitting in the room with me. That's wild. Long story short, I listen to you guys in my headphones while I trip... <laughs> What? <laughs> my husband asked me what I was going to listen to music-wise, and I was like, hmm, Matt and Dory will keep me sane. Wow. Your voices kept me calm during the crazy treatment, so thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, I'm in the serious thick of it all now uh, and need round-the-clock help to take care of myself and my kids, but I just wanted other moms out there to know you can still go through postpartum uh, depression and anxiety and shit even though you had to work so hard for your science babies uh, it's a thing no matter how you conceived your baby and I wish someone had told me that you're not alone thanks for being in my ears while I'm depressed and tripping <laughs> oh you won lots of love eh? uh, great that's email that's wild huh that is that is insanely delightful that we're in someone's ears <laughs> while they're tripping uh, what do I look like a turtle <laughs> Um, okay. So if we haven't made it clear, uh, that's some neglect on us. Obviously. Yes. This is a thing. It doesn't matter how your kid arrived. You can still have postpartum depression and anxiety. Yes. Anxiety and postpartum both can rear their ugly heads, uh, no matter how this baby arrived. Also. And I want to make something clear that, PPD and PPA don't always manifest themselves in the first like month or two after you have your baby. Mm-hmm. They can show up like I think up to a year later. I think my mom just started it for me. Oh, yeah. Wow. She's like, oh, Matthew. <laughs> so 36 years later. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, it's a, it's a, if, if, if you think you might be feeling that absolutely talk to a medical professional talk to someone about it uh and and make sure they can hear you and get the help that you need yeah 
And if you end up on Special K, pop us in your ears, baby. <laughs> Apparently, we're very soothing. <laughs> Wild. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Here we go. This is an email from Anonymous. Hi, all. So many moments I've thought, hey, I have something to say. And so finally, airplanes. Buy the baby's own seat. <laughs> Just flew across the country with science baby number two, seven months old. Just me and the baby. He had his own seat, and I used the car seat in the plane. Gate checked the traveler system stroller, and it made changing uh, terminals at the connecting flight fairly easy. I wore his me- I wore him his messenger style diaper bag across my uh, front and a backpack of my own stuff, and had my hands free to manage the stroller. Just remember to hang on to your car seat adapters when you gay check the stroller because that shit will break when they toss it into the plane. Lesson learned the hard way. Sleep phones. Matt, look into acoustic sheep. My husband loves these. He has the induction charging version. He sleeps hot and they don't bother him for what it's worth. Oh, that's interesting. Are you looking into it right now, honey? Yes. Is this a over my eyes thing? Um, no. Around it's a, head, headband. Like a headband. Oh, that's cool. Made of their exclusive sheep cloud fabric. Contains thin padded removable speakers to play any type of music. Audiobooks, meditation, white noise, or talk radio. And is it something that will sound, uh, that I will hear? Because Dory, this is, that's my question. What do you mean? Like, will, 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 will I, I be able to I hear listen it? to it too loudly, will Dory be bothered by it? I feel like. Do you hear my headphones? No. And they have Bluetooth ones. That's interesting. This is a good look into thing. Yep. Thank you, Anonymous. Phobias. Dory, I used to think I was claustrophobic until I had a panic attack in an outdoor space. What the fuck? Turns out it's not small space. It's fear of being trapped with no way yes, out. Yes, this is what I have. Clythrophobia. Is your yes. fear specifically uh, of stampedes or does it extend to situations with lacks of lack of an exit strategy? Situations I with a, the lack of exit strategy. I always have an exit strategy. That's the beauty of me. Um, clythrophobia. That's what I have. Okay. Never knew, never knew it had I a name. I think we should get this assessed by a medical professional. It's not me. Uh, oh. Baby number two, the big one. Perspective from someone who just did it. With this as, with primary infertility, we made our decisions by asking ourselves what we needed to do in order to be able to look back in 10 or 20 years without regret. We'd always wanted two kids and our first foray into infertility left us pretty beat up emotionally and financially through... Uh, though with one perfect baby no frozen embryos and definitely no hope of a spontaneous sibling when science baby number one was about five i finally admitted that my heart needed to at least try for a sibling yes i was scared yes there were times when i thought it was a huge mistake pregnancy number two was just as much of a mess as pregnancy number one but i was prepared this time and so were my doctors i'm older than y'all by more than a few years shout out to donor eggs so yeah i'm exhausted but baby number two has been much simpler than the first at least in part because we knew what to expect and how to do it all. We weren't learning as we went this time. I also remember the last time that after the first year or so, things really started to get easier. So I know the exhaustion has its limit, has a time limit. Lastly, a signal to send out. All right, everyone, listen up. Signal's coming. The cycle that produced Science Baby 2 left us with six day five frozen blasts, not genetically tested. We are done but are now considering what to do with those embryos. We are still wanting, waiting for an appointment with our reproductive endocrinologist to discuss options. 
but would like to consider embryo donation. Have any eggheads donated their unused embryos? How? What was the experience like? Does anyone have experience with a group called Embryo Donation International? Uh, thanks for all you do. You know what? What? This feels like a signal that will get a response, and I hope it does. I agree. Anyone out there who has donated their embryos, how'd they do it? Let us know. Um, thank you, Anonymous. This was a lot of great information, including a diagnosis for my phobia. Uh, and a headphone suggestion. This is a very exciting email because it came with a picture. It did. This is from Mike. <laughs> hey, Matt. Uh, hey, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bo. My wife, 18-month-old daughter, and I are still in the middle of our Southern California vacation. But I wanted to let Matt know about this lovely, very soft blanket I found for sale at the shop in Booze Corner when I went to Disneyland yesterday. I can only assume that new uh, Bob was listening to the pod uh, and ordered that cheaper, less like new Bob me, new Bob Iger, uh, ah, yes. and less ugly blankets be made available in response to Matt's complaint as his first official action as CEO. Of course, thanks for your helpful PSA two weeks ago. I didn't need to buy it. <laughs> also, Matt, with regards to using a car, this, by the way, is exact. He sent a picture. It's exactly the blanket. Yes. Yeah, so it was thirty seven dollars and twelve cents. What kind of number is that? <laughs> That is a very random amount. But that is 100% the blanket. That, and it's a, the ugliest blanket in the world. Uh, okay, anyway. Mike doesn't think it's that ugly. D- I, d- I mean, it's just like, it's just, there's just so much. There's just, it's too busy. There's there too much is, happening. There is a it. lot happening. Okay, anyway, back to the last thing. With regards to the car seat on a plane, the reason to use one isn't safety, but what the car seat signals and allows. Our daughter knows that the car seat means she uh, has to sit buckled in for a while. That's true, you know, and as Henry gets older, I'm, 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 I'm more and more inclined to think this way. Uh, she's more likely to sit and play with her books versus wanting to run around the plane like a crazy person. That's, that's also something that we didn't think about. More impo- most importantly for us, it's also a comfortable place for her to nap that she's used to. That's interesting. Couldn't imagine doing multiple hour long flights with an uncontained wiggle monster that won't nap. That is what we went through uh mike two adults one tiny human three thousand square feet in central connecticut and he has made contact with the mickey and friends throw (laughs) it is very soft it is very soft yeah it's in the car right yep sure is all right thank you mike uh we're gonna play a voicemail here hi matt and dory uh this is lauren uh you played my uh, voicemail a few a week or two weeks ago. I don't remember, but it was so exciting. I was so pumped. Um, anyway, the reason I called was I paused the pod. I'm listening back to episode 65. You just went on vacation in Palm Springs, and I think Last Jedi just came out, and I'm very close to becoming a Patreon listener, so I could listen back to what Matt thought of Last Jedi. <laughs> very old. It's in there. My dog just ate something off the street. That's great. Um, so... Yeah, uh, he started making up Disneyland rides and then joked about starting a podcast. And I don't know if he started that podcast and I just haven't heard of it, but man, would I love to listen to that or even be on it because I, as you remember my vinyl nations, I love Disneyland. Uh, yeah, I go a lot, uh, very frequently. If I don't go for a few months, it's a problem. And anyway, uh, yeah, 
What are you doing now during this during this quarantine? I'm walking him. This is when I listen, and this is when I call. Anyway, you both are lovely. She has called before while walking the dog, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I can't wait to listen to the Disney podcast that Matt's going to start. She's like orange, like Orange County ish, right? If I remember correctly, I don't. I don't. uh, Her her area code is in the valley. I thought she was near. Is it Ventura? Uh, Anyway, Uh, I have not started a Disney podcast. I would like to start a Disney podcast. I have not. Okay. All right. Thank you. John John McDonough and Kevin Zip started a Disney podcast. Yes, they did. Um, um, all right. We have one last email. It is from our friend. Is it? Is it? Is it the return? It is. Oh my God! Where has he been? He explains so much. He explains where he's so been. much information needed. Let's see what we got. All right. This is from Lex. Hey okay. guys. Okay. Here we go. I'm buckled up. It's been a long, dark winter. I've gotten behind on lots of things, including listening and writing into my favorite podcast. Has it been long enough since I've written in that lots of newer listeners are about to think, who the hell is this guy? I mean, uh, if they're listening in order, no, they're going to go, where the hell has this guy been? <laughs> so here goes. For about the last two years, I've been working this 8 p.m. to 7 a.m. local driving job while at the same time trying to get my bachelor's Oof. degree so that I could stop being a truck driver and become a high school biology teacher. At the same time, I was also trying to be a husband and father who was somewhat present. Worked well for the first year or so, but eventually I realized that I was running out of steam. Anytime I had something that needed to be done, dishes, laundry, fixing my car, writing into the show, I'd also have lots of schoolwork that needed to get done. What got done was none of it. I'd find myself sitting on the couch telling myself that in just a few minutes, I'd either write a paper or go to the dishes and would end up doing neither. Mm, that is classic. Uh, I was. This sounded very familiar to classic me. Classic me. I could tell that I was slipping into depression a bit Mm -hmm. and began to realize that I wasn't going to will myself out of it. So a couple months ago, I decided to quit school and at the same time got on some mild antidepressants. Pretty quickly, I was able to start getting lots of my neglected projects done. Dishes weren't piling up. I started practicing guitar again and got John started on lessons. I pulled the carpeting out of the house. And I even set up my wood shop in a bedroom that had been a storage pile. Wow. Not having the weight of school on my shoulders all of the time was the remedy I needed to feel like myself again. I don't even really regret giving up on a new career, even though driving for another 20 years is going to destroy my body. <laughs> you have no idea what being a high school biology teacher would do to your body. <laughs> a couple of days ago, I was taking stock of everything that I'd gotten caught up on, and I realized that only one thing remained. I had episodes of the show in my queue dating all the way back to early oh November. Oh, my gosh. So over the last two nights at work, I got all caught up, and here we are. I did consider writing a paragraph or so after each episode, but that would be nuts. Well, wouldn't be that nuts. When it comes down to it, after binging 12 or so episodes in a row, the main thing I feel the need to weigh in on is the whole rent versus buy thing. Having spent most of my life living in California, I always figured that I'd never buy a home, and thus I was opposed to the whole idea. But after moving to Indiana, it has become the best option. Although I pay only $500 a month in rent, if I had been paying a mortgage, I would have paid... I would have already paid off this house and I've only lived here five years. Mm. We are beginning to look at houses with a realistic price range of twenty five to forty thousand if it needs some work, or fifty to eighty thousand for a house in good shape. Amazing. In hindsight, it was hard to find a house to rent when I moved here. I now realize that if you can afford to pay rent on more than an apartment or trailer, then you can afford to buy. Plus, I like the idea of being all handy and trying to fix slash improve things. There's a lot more I'd meant to say about all kinds of things, but I'll save it so that I keep writing in. Yes. Feeling good and glad to be back. Lex in 1,200 square feet for now with two adults, an angsty 15-year-old, two dogs, three cats, six guitars and a banjo, <laughs> and a new wood shop. Nice. P.S. I just checked. And Matt has 37 weeks left to get his Thanksgiving turkey <laughs> recipe ready to share. <laughs> 
Lex, that was a great email. I'm so glad that you're feeling better. And uh, I'm so glad that you're able to recognize it. Yeah. Um, Same. And I'm I'm just thrilled that you have set up a wood shop for yourself. Yeah, that sounds great. And how you're doing that in 1,200 square feet, I can't even tell you. <laughs> no idea. Uh, well, this brings us to the end of the show. We have to shout out some of our Patreon supporters. We got to shout out some Patreon supporters because of last week uh, we decided to rerun an episode because both Dory and I could not find uh, moments where we were both awake and able to talk. So, this week... Head over to Patreon uh, if you want to become one of these great supporters. Patreon.com forward slash Excellent Adventure helps us continue the show. And quite frankly, this is what we're going to be doing for the foreseeable future. Uh, And we are going to hopefully be providing enough content to keep you also occupied. If we we end up um, doing extra episodes, we will send up a flare. Yeah, a flare usually meaning like ask us some weird questions and we'll answer them. Yeah. Uh, so thank you to the people who do support us. If you support us at the five dollar level or above, you get your name on the pod, shouted out on the podcast uh, each month, and uh, that back catalog is sitting there. You want to know what I thought of Last Jedi? Go on back to December twenty seventeen. <laughs> uh, so thank you to the following wonderful people: Diane M. Martin, Caroline Land, Greg Watchhorn, Jennifer H. S. Melody Baltazar, Tyler Rosewood, Karen Thakershi, Abba N, Alan L, Alec Meredith and Fletcher Bobble, Allison Dean, Amanda Lady, Amy, Amy Giles, Andrea McCarroll, Andy Pavlik, Angel Rivera the Third, Angie James, three anonymous people: April Cherry, uh, Ariana Perry, Ashley Cicely Lee, Audrey Watson, Aurora and Zelda, Becca Foster, Ben a PhD, Brett Jarrett, Britt S Baker. Brittany Bonanza, Bruno Macias, Carly Moore, Carolyn N, Kathy Hill, Shinami Worth, Chris Dibel, Christina Smith, Cynthia, Darlene Estramera, uh, Diana, Elizabeth Gerardo, Elizabeth Kapuska, Emily, Erica Brown, Aaron Good, Here comes the Gudge. That was like this. That I was listening to that song the other day, uh, and it just was like just kept playing every time i got in the car because it was like the last song i was playing in my oh it literally is still there hear ye hear ye the coat's in session the coat's in session now here come the judge here come the judge here come the judge Maybe Thank one you, day, honey. maybe one day you all will have a song for yourself. But right now, it's only Aaron Gudge. Here come the Gudge. Uh, Aaron Turley. Evelyn Schmevelin. Fallon. Frederick Roy. Greta Truitt. Hannah Crowder. Helen R.B. Hooten Waddle. Jackie G. Jane Callahan. Jennifer Sika. Jennifer Steele. Uh, Jess Branch. Jesse Hendricks. Kane McCall. Caitlin Pusey. Catherine Linnae. Catherine Shimmons. Katie Heimer. Katie Regan. Uh, and uh, Katie Tavey. Thank you all so very much. I appreciate you all, and I uh, hope you're all staying sane while you're in your homes. Uh, in the meantime, we'll see you soon. Bye. And by see you, I mean we won't see you. We'll talk to you. We're going to hear. We're going to keep our social distance from you <laughs> by just sending you content. Yep. Okay. Okay, bye. bye.